Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Jeff the Baptist. That group that you just heard in the beginning is a local group we have here in my hometown uh, by the name of T-Glory. I was blessed to be able to talk to this group and talk to them about their music and their ministry and uh, I got permission to use some of their songs in the intros so you'll be hearing more of their music here coming up soon. Also, just a quick heads up, I will be doing a podcast having the group T-Glory on here with us and uh, have them share their testimony, why they do what they do, what led them to do what they do, and uh, try to see if I can get what their favorite Bible verses is out of them because this is a podcast about the scriptures. Um, just real quick, I want to say that I'm sorry that it's been a little while since I've got to post a podcast. Um, this is not a full-time thing for me. I just do this on the side for fun it's something that the lord put on my heart i do work a full-time job i have three beautiful children uh we homeschool my wife works as well and it's just been very busy especially during the holiday season but i wanted to go out strong on the last day of the year and just try to hopefully be a blessing to somebody bring some clarity to somebody with the scriptures and um today we're going to talk about something that's going to be really interesting and very deep in discussion with what we're going to talk about is something that a lot of people do not know about but it's something that a lot of people ask questions about and uh, that is the unpardonable sin Um, again so as we get ready to get into our podcast I want to give you the scriptures I just want to say real quick that if there's anything that you all would like to talk about uh, if there's anything you have any questions about, uh, especially about this podcast today, um, hit me up at Jeff the Baptist Podcast at hotmail.com and uh, shoot, shoot me an email. Talk to me. And if you need any help with anything, let me know. I'll pray for you. Um, I'll do what I can. And uh, if I cannot answer your questions, I will find somebody who can and get them in contact with you. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the podcast today. And here is our scripture. The Bible verse is Matthew 12, Matthew chapter 12, verse 31. The unpardonable sin, okay? Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Again, I'm going to read that. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. So, this, or once again, this is the letters in red. This is words of Christ, okay? So, to understand what's going on, we really need to back up a little bit. And where we're going to back up is all the way up to verse 22, okay? Verse 22. And I'm just going to kind of paraphrase for you real quick going on. But starting at verses 22, here's what happens. 
We see a man who is possessed with a devil, who is also blind and dumb, brought before Jesus. So, they brought this man to Jesus so that he he could heal them. And in this one verse, Jesus performs an amazing miracle. He casts out the demon, and he heals the man all at once. So, now, this man is no longer possessed by the demon... Jesus has healed, restored his eyesight to where this man can see again. And he is no longer dumb. The man can finally speak. So that is an amazing miracle. That is a powerful verse that shows an amazing miracle that Jesus performed for somebody. And it shows that in the next verse. I'm just going to go ahead and read the next verse. And it's verse 23. And all the people were amazed and said, Is this the son of David? So they immediately started thinking, okay, this has got to be the son of David. Is this the one that we've heard about? Is this the Christ? But there were the Pharisees who were around them. And there were the Pharisees were there. And when the Pharisees heard it, they did something that is so heartbreaking, it's not even funny. When the Pharisees heard it, they started saying that Jesus was casting out devils and the name of Beelzebub. Well, who is Beelzebub? Well, Beelzebub is another name for Satan. So, they, the Pharisees, were so afraid of losing control over the people. That's all they cared about, was having control over the people. You have to think, the Pharisees have had control for a very long time. These are the people who knew the prophecies, who knew God's word, And who knew that the Christ was coming. But yet they were so blinded by their own greed and by their own want for control. That instead of witnessing the miracle that Christ was doing for us and performing for them. They decided to push it to the side and say. This man's casting out devils in the name of Satan. And that breaks my heart to think about that. Here was the people who were the spiritual leaders of the day. And they were saying, okay, look, this man's not Jesus. He's just casting out demons in the name of Satan, the ruler over demons. <laughs> and it's, it's not funny, but then again, when you think about it, they were claiming that Jesus, the Son of God, was calling upon Satan himself to cast out his own demons okay so they were they were they were just afraid of losing control and that was what they did so what I love though is that Jesus has a perfect response in verses 25 through 30 and I'll read that because Jesus and here's what it says okay and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out 
devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Okay, so... That was Jesus' response. He also says, this is, he, this is also when he goes into verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And this was his response. He's say, literally saying, okay, Satan decided to throw, try to overthrow God one day. And most most Christians know this, and if you do not, I'm just going to give you a real quick backstory, real quick. In the beginning, before man, Satan was one of the most beautiful angels that was in heaven that God had created, whose name was Lucifer. And Satan himself thought that he was more powerful than God, and in fact, he was able to gather a bunch of followers a bunch of other angels to try to go along with him so he could overthrow God. He decided he wanted to be God himself and he tried to do this. He tried to overthrow God and what happened was, you, you see, listen, you cannot overthrow God. God is almighty. He's all powerful. You cannot defeat God. And Satan thought that he could, which shows how little he truly knew. And God cast him out of heaven along with all of his followers. Those other fallen angels are what we call demons. So God has his angels, Satan has his demons. The demons are fallen angels who are corrupt and twisted and evil, just like Satan, but he was the one who corrupted all of them. So Satan was able to gather a bunch of followers, all of his demons, and he joined them together. And what Jesus is saying here is, how shall Satan's kingdom stand? Not saying that he has a kingdom or that Jesus was giving place to the devil. But Jesus knows that he's fighting a spiritual battle against Satan and his followers. And if Satan is going around casting out his demons from people who he wants them to possess... And then how's he supposed to try to defeat God? And it makes perfect sense when you put it that way. But then Jesus says in 31, verse 31, about the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, the unpardonable sin. And these Pharisees committed that unpardonable sin. And like I said before, it is truly sad that this happened. Instead of giving credit to the Holy Spirit, whom Christ ordained to cast out demons, the Pharisees gave the credit to Satan. They deliberately rejected the work of the Holy Spirit and gave the credit to Satan. You see, Christ ordained the Holy Spirit to cast out demons and to do many other miraculous works. And instead of the Pharisees accepting this, 
They gave all that credit to Satan. When they give when they gave the credit to Satan to maintain control of the people, they did it without any remorse whatsoever. They did it without any hesitation. They didn't think, okay, maybe this could be bad if we say this. They didn't care. They just wanted control of the people. And so they committed the unpardonable sin. So if you have ever worried about performing the unpardonable sin, that shows that you are still being convicted of the Holy Spirit and therefore have never committed this sin. And I'll explain why that is here in a few minutes. But first, I'm going to explain the process of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, okay? There is a four-step process, and we'll get into more scripture, and we're going to get into this process very quickly, okay? So, the first process is grieving the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, this is what the verse says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? This happens when you, one, ignore His presence, voice, or leading. Okay? His being the Holy Spirit. Okay? Ignoring His presence, voice, or leading. The Holy Spirit will lead you to conviction, will lead you to repentance, and He will lead you to do the will of God. So if you ignore His presence, His voice, or His leading, that is part of grieving the Holy Spirit. Grieving the Spirit leads to resisting the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. This happens when you reject the laws of God and conviction of the Holy Spirit and turn to the ways and lifestyles of an ungodly world. And let me tell you, people, we live in an ungodly world, a world who is trying to take God out of schools and take away the churches and everything else. That is an ungodly world. And that is why... We as Christians need to stand together and stand for God. And I'm not saying go around judging people. Jesus Jesus isn't hiring judges, okay? But we were put on this earth to lead by an example. To be Christ-like is what it means to be a Christian. Christian means to be Christ-like and to lead by an example. And whenever the Holy Spirit truly dwells within your heart and you have Christ in your heart and have truly accepted Him... People will look at you and they will notice a difference. And then if they come and ask you a question, then you get to be a little bit of a witness. Take every opportunity to be a witness, okay? That's the first step, grieving the Spirit. Here's step two. Resisting the Spirit leads to putting out the Spirit's fire. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Quench not the Spirit. Here, Paul equates putting out the Spirit's fire with depreciating, despising, or rejecting the Holy Spirit's supernatural manifestations, such as prophesying. To repress or reject the orderly function of prophecy or other spiritual gifts will result in the loss 
of any manifestation of the Spirit among believers. Okay? So, step three, putting out the Spirit's fire leads to hardening the heart. In Hebrews chapter 3, verses 8 through 13, it says, Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So if I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Okay? In these verses, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. If we ignore His voice, our hearts will increasingly grow hard and unyielding until they are no longer sensitive to the Word of God or the devices of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, just like in Exodus, whenever God was talking to Moses, he hardened Pharaoh's heart so God's works and wills could be done. And that resulted in the loss of Pharaoh himself. If you continue to harden your heart to a certain extent, you'll see what's getting ready to happen, okay? And step four, hardening the heart leads to a depraved, a depraved mind, I'm sorry. Hardening the heart leads to a depraved mind and to a labeling of good as evil and evil as good. Isaiah chapter five, verse 20, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put the bitter for sweet and the sweet for bitter. Romans chapter 1 verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do their things which are not convenient. So, when this hardening of the heart reaches a certain fullness of development determined only by God himself, the Spirit will no longer strive to lead that person to repentance. Those are the steps to performing the unpardonable sin. Just as the Pharisees had done, the Pharisees performed the unpardonable sin against God. They performed the unpardonable sin to the point they, uh, they, they performed all of these steps. They wanted control so bad that they could not let go and let God, okay? And that breaks my heart that even in this world today, we still do this. But to clarify one more time, if you believe or if you have ever been worried that you have committed the unpardonable sin, the fact that you are showing conviction and sorrow and the fact that you want to repent for that still shows that the Holy Spirit is moving in your life 
and that you have never committed the unpardonable sin. I want to say thank you for everything that you all have done for me this year. I know we've only got a couple podcasts out. I'm looking forward to another wonderful year. I hope that I haven't confused you even more in this state. But if there's anything that you would like to talk about, if there's any questions you have on this subject or any other subject, once again, please send me an email at jeffthebaptistpodcast at hotmail.com and I will be happy to pray for you, try to answer any questions we have. And uh, once again, thank you guys and God bless. Thank you.